Welcome to the podcast of Of Course They Make Me Crazy. It's about crazy family stories. We all have one, right? More importantly, it's for those of you living with someone who suffers with a mental illness. You can start to feel lost in their world. Now, I get it. I grew up with a bipolar mom addicted to pain pills. Hoping the stories shared here will help you through difficult days. It's not all serious. We laugh and joke, too. If you have little ones around, pop in your headphones. Adults only, please. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Of course, they make me crazy. I'm April, the host. Okay, so you know, the last couple of episodes, I've been introducing you to other podcasters, and I'm sticking to that trend tonight. So, joining me is Brian. Hey, Brian. Hello, uh, hello. Hello, hello. So, he's the host of Zero Dark Nerdy Podcast, the Zero Dark Nerdy Podcast. Um, he and a group of his friends, they call themselves the most notorious pop culture podcast and they cover movies, they cover video games, cosplays, toys, music, you name it, they're talking about it, super fun group. So many of you listening, you know what this podcast is about and you're probably thinking, well, what the hell does this guy have to do with living or loving someone with a mental illness? And we're going to get to that. We'll get to that because he's coming to us with his own personal perspectives and struggles. Um, and so you'll get some good insightful nuggets from him. Uh, so thank you, Brian, for joining us. I love having you. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I got to say that is the probably the best intro ever <laughs> for, for myself or Zero Dark Nerdy. So so thank you so much, April. It's a true pleasure to, uh, to be on the show here. And thank you for having oh, me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And for those of you, you know, we uh, majority of everybody listens, of course, and you're sporting your uh, Zero Dark Nerdy podcast <laughs> hat looking so cool. Uh, so, okay. So let's start off with you telling us a little bit about your podcast and, and really how it became a thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Excellent. Excellent question. So it was about three years ago ish. It was, it was literally right after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I'm, a, I'm an Eagles, <laughs> Eagles fan. And, uh, I just ended up going through a, uh, a bad breakup. And uh, obviously, it was not good for, and we'll get to that in a little bit as far as my depression and anxiety. And podcasting is something that's definitely crossed my mind in the past. I'm not an in your face kind of person. As much as I love the film industry and TV industry, I've never considered myself to be an, an actor per se, because what, what these people do, uh, of course, with the Golden Globes last night, you know, is so incredible. And I'm just, I'm just a person that just kind of cracks up. So I'm more of a behind the scenes guy. But yeah. at the end of the day, I, I love pop culture. It's something that's been instilled in me since, since really, I want to say since birth. And that's how we grew up as a family was watching movies, watching TV. And that's a lot of our conversations. So at the same time, a good buddy of mine, Matthew, who is also on the podcast as well, just got done having open heart surgery, like legit had to, I'm sorry, had a heart transplant, not open heart surgery. Wow. So. Yeah, ended up, he was, he was sick for a while. The doctors couldn't figure it out, uh, had the surgery, you know, got, God bless and, and blessings all, all across the board. Surgery went great. And then he was actually getting these, for lack of a better term, like these metal plates inside of to keep his ribs together, for lack of a better term. 
So because before, I, I, don't, I don't know if a lot of people know this, whenever there is like a heart transplant or anything like that where they have to open up your rib cage, normally for just to make sure everything's going good, they have to like kind of keep them together with just rubber bands. So I don't know if anybody's ever broken like a rib before, mm -hmm. but imagine how painful that is times a million. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, he was, he just got done getting these three plates uh, and he still has them and he'll have them for the rest of his life to this day wow. in, in his ribs. And I went up to him and I said, Matt, I've, I've really been considering doing a, a pop culture podcast just for us to have our own little escape. You know, we talk about this stuff all the time anyways, music, movies, entertainment, cartoons, whatever it may be. Why don't we just give it a shot? And I, I, it actually kind of scared me a little bit because he was on bed rest and he literally like shot up out of bed, almost like a <laughs> mummy and was like, let's do it. And I was like, I love the excitement. Let's, let's lay back down. So he was, he was one of the, the first two I approached. And then, uh, my good buddy Saba, as well as my buddies, Jadon and, and Jordan, they were the, they're the first five. So we're the first five for zero dark nerdy. And at that same time, there was a podcast studio that opened up in Greensboro which made our lives a lot easier because as many may know, you know, unless you have friends that are kind of in the industry, podcasting is, is not easy and it's, you're yeah. always learning, always growing. So it was good to have somebody to where they could edit and we just kind of go in there, we do our thing and then they take care of the mix and the, and the sound effects and sound bites after. So long story short, here we are, uh, we're getting ready to hit season four, year three, entertainment. At the end of the day, we're just trying to provide a little bit of sunshine and, a, and entertainment out there for everybody. And we do uh, try to provide our message about depression and things like that as well. Uh, myself, as well as Matthew and a few others on the podcast do suffer from depression and anxiety. And this has been a, a great outlet as well as escape for us to just kind of forget about the, the stresses and the horrors that may go on in the world in your day-to-day -day and just let us do our thing. And if we can give that back to others, then it just makes us feel incredibly great. So we're, we are blessed. And I will say this, if you, before you go out and, and get it, it, it's not PG 13. There is a lot of screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not kid friendly for the most part, even though we love the kids, we actually do a thing called pops for patients where we try to uh, get Funko pops for kids that are at uh, children's hospitals across the United States. Oh, and we nice. run the, the Funko Pops here in North Carolina. So that's about the most kid-friendly thing that we do besides our events. But the actual podcast itself is definitely uh, rated R. <laughs> in right, terms of right, right. Yeah, a lot of mine at the very beginning when we talk about my family, it's definitely not. You know, when you talk right. about a gay grandpa that, you know, is a nudist and an alcoholic, you know, there's just like, no, uh, it, it's not PG by any means, right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but I love that because you all kind of had this, like that you have your dark moments and then you come yeah. together, you shoot the shit with each other, mm -hmm. you you know, create a better aura for yourselves and a better energy. And then you also put that out in the world. And so anybody feeling down that loves the same kind of thing, yep. you know, can sit back and they feel like they're a group of your, you know, hanging with your buddies. I love that. Um, so let's go back to um, when you first started and you went to your friend mm -hmm. and he said, popped out of his, you know, coma-like state. He said, let's <laughs> <Right>. do it. 
uh, and, uh, and that's really what prompted you though, right? Is that, you know, this was the start of COVID, you're feeling a little dark. And mm. you were telling me when we were kind of doing like a preview with each yeah. other, which by the way was, I felt like it's been a year ago, but- <laughs> There's no um, sense of time anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you were saying for you and your family, because you were explaining that your family has uh, bouts of depression, mm -hmm. your sister, I believe you said your mom, mm -hmm. and you all sit across the uh, kitchen table from each other and you'll send each other memes and you'll mm -hmm. talk about movies and things of that sort. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you experience when you're in your dark place. Where does that come from? Sure. And you know, I know how you get yourself out of it, which is mm -hmm. amazing. I love that because you know, I was, you know, this is a side note. Uh, I was talking to this lady that uh, at work the other day, and she is a works in the healthcare system. And she said, you know, she works from home, but uh, she takes calls. And she said, the number one calls, the, the number one call that we're getting is people are so lonely that they're losing their shit. Yeah. They're lonely. Um, and you know, I get that, I guess, in, in a way, but gosh, I mean, listening to podcasts is what gets me going, but what was your sense of that? Because I don't know, I'm sure it wasn't loneliness for you, but where do you mm. come from, from a, you know, when, when you were in your dark place and, and how did you get yourself out? Sure. No, no, that, that's a, that's a great question as well. And it, it really, it, it comes and goes like waves. Uh, a lot of people have certain triggers. For mine, it, it was always kind of the end of the week, like that Sunday, Mondays, just lurking around, whether if I had a job that, especially if I had a job that I despised. Right. Like my Sundays would just be literally just like, oh my gosh, like just consumed about having to wake up the next day to a job I did not enjoy. Yeah. And that, that's one thing. I, I'm an IT recruiter now. And if you would have asked me 10 years ago if I would have been an IT recruiter, I probably would have laughed out loud. It, it, it's just one of those things to where growing up, my, my dad worked. And at the time, they were known as headhunters. Okay. Um, you know, growing up in the 90s. And that's when the economy kind of went to trash. And he worked with headhunters, recruiters a lot. So growing up, my mentality of, of recruiters slash headhunters was not great. Just because okay. he never had a good experience at the time, especially back then, they really just kind of treated people like numbers. Mm -hmm. So it was completely different before I got to where I am now to where and, I, you know, even though I, I love my job very much and I get a lot of satisfaction from telling people my story. And you can ask just about anybody I talk to uh, as, as far as recruiting goes. I'm very truthful. I'm very upfront. And uh, I even go as far as telling them too, like, hey, listen, nothing will make me happier than finding you a job that's going to make you happy. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to go to work to somewhere that they really hate. And even if yeah. you like your job a little bit, at the end of the day, we all want to be our own boss, you know, kind of like the masters of our own destiny. Oh, but it was, it was just, it was just kind of that rationale, which helped me start the podcast and get there. But as far as triggers before, um, it was definitely jobs that I did not enjoy. And I'm not, you know, here to name drop or bash anybody under the bus. It was just not my cup of tea right. and just, just different instances. Uh, you know, when my, when my family's sad or, or loved ones are around me are sad, it makes me sad. And, yeah. uh, 
I try to do what I can to to lift them up. A, a, lot, a lot of people don't realize when you're when you're talking to someone and for lack of a better term, dealing with someone with depression, and I hate using that term dealing, but you're trying yeah. to work with someone, you really have to read the room a little bit because it's not that, you know, and I'm just speaking for myself here. I'm not speaking for everybody. It's not that I want the attention on me, but it is very refreshing knowing that you're, that someone is there, you know, just yeah. to, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm sure you're going through this. Um, let me, let me know if you want to go grab a drink later, if you want to go catch a movie or something like that. So my dark places, um, you know, luckily it's not been as, as worse as, as many others that I've, I've ran into. I usually just kind of just ball up. Don't really want to do much. Uh, I'll yeah. just sit on the couch, binge, watch some, some Netflix, you know, be very unmotivated question life decisions, you know, whether if it was the sandwich that I made yesterday <laughs> or, or, or why I didn't, do or this why you're in the job that you hate right, so much yeah right or yeah why i didn't do this why i didn't make a left turn in 2002 for for god knows what and uh, the mind just starts spiraling a million different places and it does affect uh you know myself as well as loved ones because there is a yin and a yang to it depending on how how severe it can be you know my family does and we were very open about it yeah, have a history of depression as well as, uh, you know, just anxiety and, and bipolar and, and things like that. And at the end of the day, we can just do our, our best to just try to lift each other up with memes and just things like that to be like, hey, listen, you may not want some company right now, but I love you. Let me know when, when I can come towards you. And, and yeah, that's it. Uh, and, you know, and everybody has different triggers. Uh, mine, again, they're, they're more Sunday, Monday, especially, I, I, I'll tell you one thing, seasonal depression is incredibly real. I don't know what yeah. it is about that clock going back an hour, but when it's dark at like 530 and you're just yeah. getting off work and it was dark when you're going to work, it takes me a long time to get used to that. And I just try to make sure I'm at least physically active. And that, that besides the podcast is, has been something that I've seen help in terms of my depression and anxiety. I go to a big shout out to title boxing club and it's just, it's not like where I'm sparring with people. It's, it's just a heavy bag workout, but it's a great cardio workout where you're releasing stress and, and endorphins coming in, like all kinds of stuff. And, and that's the thing I've also noticed too, if I'm not working out or at least being active, then it does get worse on top of that. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, same thing with me. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think I had like a little meltdown this week because as you, I was telling you, I'm not used to doing a nine to five kind of thing. Right. And for those of you who are, and you can do it, I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm doing it and I have for the last year, but this week, I think, you know, going to work when it's dark and coming home when it's dark and working in a building with no windows. I work in a hospital and yeah. I just like, I kind of lose, I start to lose, I don't lose it. I just start to, I get aggravated, you know? And um, I went to them and I'm like, this, this ain't working for me. Like I, <laughs> I need like, let's, I think I'd be more productive if I went down to four days, you know, I got <laughs> right. crickets. It was like, ee, ee. I don't know. It was not, <laughs> oh, that's like a horror movie, ee, ee. but it was, uh, something like that. They probably, I probably looked like a horror movie because I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, 
uh, going in there with my head, like probably spinning like Medusa or whatever, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But, you know, back in the day, you know, I was asking you when you lived with your family, you know, when you were younger and everybody had their low moments for me, when I, because I grew up with a, you know, a, a dark family, it was kind of like, you know, my mom was bipolar, she was addicted to pain meds, she was always on the couch, my dad was exhausted from working all the time, uh, then coming home and having her passed out on the couch with the dishes still, you know, I mean, just like, it's like, yeah. oh, and it starts to wear on you, and my thing was, is to go work out, to, to go run, to throw myself into things like school and working and you know I worked two jobs and I was going to college and uh just to get myself out of that mode um when you're in it and so that's why I'm asking because if somebody is stuck at home Mm -hmm. in COVID working from home surrounded by a bunch of you know not to be offensive but sure you know just bummed out debbie downer kind of like woe is me and i can't snap out of it and i'm yeah. you know depression is real i yeah. i've lived you know with family thankfully i don't think i've had you know i have my bouts of um being annoyed mm-hmm. being exhausted but yeah. i don't think and I like to zone out and listen to Bravo, you know, and I can snap out of it. <laughs> right. Like my other half, Dennis, he'll go play his guitar for yeah. me to get back into where I need to be. I go for a run and then I watch a little TV, you know, yeah. and then and then I'm ready to go and I feel rested. If yep. I don't get that, then, you know, if we go skiing all weekend because we live in Denver and I don't get my TV time and my, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my reset i'm kind of a bitch you know (laughs) so uh i just you know that's what i wondered you know for people that are sitting back at home it's like god you know gotta pull yourself out of it somehow or another and it's true um i i think you nailed it on the head right there because you're right i mean it's it's obviously it's a real thing you know i live it my family lives it millions of people live it but at the end of the day, though, I have seen this go both ways. I've seen the always, you know, the always me, but mm-hmm. this, this, you know, whether if it's a particular person or a group of people, whoever it may be, they're not doing anything to get better, whether yeah. if it's they're not eating right or, or getting some sun, doing something. You, you have to at least try to do something. And I, trust me, there are days where I have to literally drag myself out of bed and again, I, I was telling my bosses, and this is why I'm a big fan of the company I work with. To, I even told him, I was like, look, let's just say Zero Dark Nerdy gets picked up one day like Joe Rogan, which a lot of people don't realize Joe Rogan's story is, is a lot longer than it is. He's not this overnight wow. sensation. He's been podcasting since podcasting existed, mm-hmm. and he's put in the work. But I'm like, let's just say we get to that status. I'm like, I love this company so much, and I love recruiting so much and mentoring people Especially because when I graduated college, even though it was like, yes, I have this degree. My daughter saw me get this degree. It's an internet marketing. It's great. After that, there was like this big void because I really didn't know what to do with it. So I do get a lot of joy. And even if I don't have the opportunity to place these people in a job myself, and I tell them all the time, I'm like, at the end of the day, I want you to be happy. 
So if I can help you go in the right direction, that's great. So everybody just kind of has to figure out in their own way. To, I don't want to say snap out of it. Cause it's not a snap out of it situation. It's really no, not. But, right. but if you're not doing something, you can't always do the always me, because if that was a case, I'd never get out of bed. I would be stuck in bed every single day of my life, just kind of wondering, you know, what's going on in the outside world. So and, and as tough as it may be some days, I always recommend to people, and especially if you have loved ones out there, yes, reach out. And, and, you know, sometimes there are people like me where I do need a kick in the butt, where I need somebody to be like, hey, you know, get, get your ass out. Let's, we're going to go, whether if it's to the, the lake, the park, whatever it may be, do, do something. Because, uh, you know, as long as we can do our best to try to, to me, the ultimate, I don't want to say ultimate, but, you know, if we can keep people from thinking of, not trying to end their own life, then yeah. then we're doing our jobs as people, whether podcast hosts or friends or family. And, uh, you know, I've lost a few people to suicide. And there, I've always wished that there was something that I could have done more. And even mm -hmm. I was telling Matthew last night while we were doing our Golden Globes 2021 recap, and it's just something that's important to us to where it's like if we can prevent anyone from doing that at all, we're, we're doing our job, even if it's just bringing them a little bit of joy and Again, we don't talk about it as much. And, you know, thank you so much for doing this, too. Because as soon as I saw what you're doing with your podcast, I was like, thank you. <laughs> you oh, know, someone you. out there that, and especially the family experience as well, too. Because there's a lot of people to where, unfortunately, their own family doesn't really see what's going on with them. Right, and, absolutely. And it does affect everybody in the long run. So that's just kind of my two cents. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's easy to take the always we out and I know it's tough to get out of bed a lot of days for trust me a lot of you out there listening watching whatever it may be but um you know every day above ground truly truly is a good day even if it feels like it's the the worst day on the planet so just do your best and know that people out there love you and, and try to make the best out of it yeah absolutely absolutely I was one of my very first podcasts I was interviewing this gentleman by the name of Eric. And Eric started Driven One Industries, if I can recall correctly. And basically that is a place based out of California where um, he helps people that are in that moment, in mm -hmm. that moment of wanting to do the, the unthinkable for many right. of us, you know? Right. And so he, um, he's got a crazy, crazy ass story too but he lost I think it was his father and his wife to suicide like Goodness. very close together yeah and uh my question was because I feel the the same way Brian in regards to uh it's like with my mom it's like you know she committed suicide by taking too many pills and I always knew since a little girl that is how she was gonna go right and I kind of made peace with it, you know, with myself, because I knew that that's yeah. what was going to happen. Um, I did, I was, I hoped that it wouldn't, but I just knew it. Yeah. And if anything, I guess it would, you know, whatever. But um, my thing was, and I asked him, what could, what is somebody like me who's living with someone like my mom, what are we to do to help them? You know, what is the correct way to communicate with them? And the reason I asked him this is because he dealt with the same thing, of course, which is why sure. he's where he is. 
he was drinking a lot. He was taking a lot of drugs and he was depressed. And, um, and he said, April, the only thing somebody can do is you can try and you can, you know, try to motivate them to go out and do things, which I did, you know, I take her shopping. She loved, Hey, listen, if she wanted, if if anything she wanted to do, it was to shop. And that was like (laughs) her jam. Right. So that would lift her up and we could go shopping. It's when she did it by herself, you know, <laughs> she'd get in trouble because you know, bipolar people tend to like spend a lot and stuff when, and then they hide the, 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 the credit card bills and don't tell anybody. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but when we know, and it's good, you know, I, we enjoyed doing that together, but you know, he was saying, all you can do is, is be there for them and try to get them out of that funk, mm-hmm. but don't let it take a hold of you because you know this is what i say in my podcast you know the intro and i'll say it over and over again you we become the roller coaster that they're experiencing because we love them so much even if you're not an empath you almost become one because you love them so much that you feel like why can't i make you happy why can't i snap you out of this yeah. And then you go into a damn funk, you know, and then that's when I have to like snap myself out and say, go for a run, go do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you, do you feel the same way in regards to that? Uh, I, de- I definitely do. It's, uh, you know, it was kind of a personal experience from what I dealt with before I started the podcast because uh, the the person I was with, their their form of depression was, was worse than I've ever seen. And, and they mm-hmm. actually did a, and that's the thing. A, a lot of people aren't as open about it as, as most are. And I'm not right. saying like, as soon as I introduce myself, like, Hey, Brian, I, I have severe depression and anxiety. Right. Because right. I, I'm very much an introvert as well as an extrovert. Uh, yeah. I bartender for 15 years, which, you know, nowadays it kind of amazes me because I, I could not do it now at my yeah. age. And it's definitely one of those things to where, and it really happened to everybody in our family too. It wasn't so much when we were like younger and, and kids, it really kind of hit us all later on in life uh, i didn't really realize it till till my 20s same thing with my sisters my mom it was a little bit later my my dad realized he had it like five years ago wow. so um it, 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 it it's it's not the same for everybody and when i was seeing this person i would i was like doing everything i possibly could to lift them up and it just it just didn't work and mm-hmm. it, you know honestly because i was trying so much it actually backfired in my face so it's it's a life lesson you li- you live and learn and and I obviously wish this person the best and hope they're doing well, but yeah, uh, everybody's different and it's it's definitely one of those. I I, I don't want to say read the room because everybody's different, but let them know that you're there. Yeah, but you definitely can't like overstep and I and as much as you may want to and and obviously they whoever it is nine times out of 10, know they know that you have the best intentions. Absolutely. But they're yeah. obviously going through and it's, it's different levels for everybody. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's some people to where uh, just good friends of mine where I know if let's just say they, sorry, gosh, I can't keep, I can't believe I keep in the mic. If they have, <laughs> if they have a night out and then just, it's kind of like myself. I know I need like two days to just kind of recoup. Cause even though I am an extrovert, the introvert in me needs those days to come back and just relax and, and really, I don't want to say recover, but recharge the batteries. Absolutely. And that's how some people are. And like I said, some are, are more severe than that. Some can bounce right back within the same day. 
So it, it's really just whether if it's a, a partner, a family member, the best you can do is just offer the fact that you're there. Um, yes. You know, maybe in the beginning, try to be like, hey, listen, why don't we go shopping or do something that you know that they may love or interested in? Like my sisters love going to an antique stores and things like that yeah, and thrift shops. And so does my daughter. So it's like, hey, let's go to a thrift shop or, you know, again, big pop culture family movies are always our go-to and if those things you know if you're if you're already like kind of breaking out the big guns early and your your loved one or family member or best friend or good friend isn't into that then that's where you can tell that they just need a little bit more time to themselves so just let them be and just say hey listen understand you want to be left alone you know you know my number i'm gonna reach out tomorrow just to check in on you and if you don't want me to i won't but i'm, I'm here when when you're ready and the batteries are recharged and we can hang out yeah, absolutely. Because I would, I would just, you know, I would piss my mom off. <laughs> 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 She's like, leave me alone, April, and God damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, I, I get that. You don't want to, don't want to, you know, um, piss them off. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks, Brian, for, you know, just being here and kind of, you know, talking that out. And I think, you know, I love uh, that the conversation is becoming more open yeah. about that. And I, I think we all do. I'm, I'm there with you. It's, uh, I tend to seem as though I'm really, really outgoing. Yeah. And, but I'm not, I'm like the biggest homebody. <laughs> it, it, right. And so it, it like, it kills my other half Dennis. And he's always like, you know, do you want to go do this? Do you want to go do that? And I'm like, I work Monday through Friday and I talk and I talk and I talk. And, and then, and then I come in here and I talk to you and he's like, well, why, why can you talk to him? But you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> and it's not that I want to talk to him. It's just, you know, I enjoy doing this, but um, it, I'm, I am one too that needs to, uh, recharge. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just not yeah. right yeah. mentally. And I think everybody needs to recharge. You know, we're so yeah. go, 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 especially with technology and, and, and everything, you know, up to up to the second stock reports, messages, emails at the end of the day. And, and it took me a while to realize this, too. Just just chill. Put the phone down for a little bit, especially when you're at the dinner table. You know, mm -hmm. the, the text, especially if you're around your loved ones and family, unless you know, someone is already in the hospital or if you have someone getting ready to give birth, then, you know, enjoy the time that you have with your loved ones and your friends and don't be so preoccupied with the next text message and things coming in. Those of us living with people suffering from a mental illness have a lot to deal with too. They're not the only ones hurting. We hurt with them. Having a supportive community is so important to your health. Would love to hear your story too. Email, of course they make me crazy, at gmail.com.